With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey neighbor, this is Merrill Hodge. ST Bank is a community bank that truly cares about people. Whether you're a brand new customer or your family has been with ST Bank since its start in 1902, the team is ready to exceed your banking expectations. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Learn how ST Bank supports its neighbors at stbank.com today. Member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Victor Rojas, president of the Frisco Rough Riders. You're listening to the Ranger Report podcast. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. The Rangers have signed seven of their top ten draft picks. They have third-rounder Cameron Colley out of Barber Hill High School, fourth-rounder Ian Muller out of Walhart High School, and go ahead and take a few of them there, C.J., uh, let's see, we have fifth-rounder Michael Bratt uh, out of New Market High School, left-handed pitcher, sixth-rounder Chase Lee, right-hander out of Alabama, seventh-rounder Bradford Webb, yep, Bradford Webb, seventh-rounder right-handed pitcher out of Virginia Commonwealth, ninth-rounder Liam Hicks, catcher, go figure, uh, Hicks is a catcher, yep. out of Arkansas State, and go ahead and take our tenth-rounder, Ben. That is C.J. Wiggler of uh, Rowan College. He's a left-handed pitcher. And then, of course, the Rangers have not signed two of the big ones yet, which is right-handed pitcher from Vanderbilt. What's his name? Uh, Jack something? Jack. He's, oh. he's, a, he's a son of a former big leaguer. He's got a World Series or something like that. I don't something know. like that, yeah, Jack Leiter. And uh, second-rounder Aaron Zavala out of Oregon. Those were the two big ones. And then eighth-rounder Larson Kendrick hasn't been signed yet either. But – don't fret if you're a Rangers fan. They have to August 1st, and the higher round guys usually don't sign early. No, and what they're probably doing, and this is just a guess, this is an assumption, um, the, the Jack Leiter team has a number that they want, and the Rangers are now, this is the task of them. They get that signing pool, that signing bonus pool, where they got to move money around and get guys to sign under slot so they can get some other guys that, you know they that they're wanting to uh, wanting to met, pretty much making demands as much as you can being drafted and these all three guys as you just mentioned Leiter Zavala and Kendrick or Kendrick I think is how you should pronounce it yeah That's I think guy you're right I want to talk about here just just real quickly after this um, yeah Leiter's Leiter's got a number they're going to match that num- they're going to meet that number once oh, yeah. they get Zavala and, and and Kendrick signed and yeah. some other guys and uh, Zavala out of Oregon Kendrick this is the guy. Uh, that Jeff Wilson was talking about. Yes. Uh, left-hander out of Biola High School in California. He said the Rangers were ecstatic to get him in the eighth round. 
So, and another thing, all three of these guys are college draft picks. So they've been in three years in college. Very, very unlikely that they would go back to uh, back to college for a senior year. You're yeah. risking way too much. So those those guys, you've you can almost guarantee they're going to get signed in with Jack Leiter. There's no worry. You, I guarantee. We talked about this before. They would not have drafted him as deep as the first round. At least the top talents were in this draft. They would not have drafted him number two overall if they did not think they could sign him. Yeah, same thing with Zavala. I've heard that it's like a 99% chance that he signs with the Rangers. And it's just one of those things. They're probably waiting to see how much money the Rangers have left after they sign all these other people so they can demand the, the amount they actually want. And I think the Rangers will pay it. Like you said, they want both these guys in the organization. So both Zavala and Leiter. And they're going to get them. So don't fret if you're a Rangers fan that they haven't signed yet. It's just part of the deal. If you don't keep up with the draft every year, the higher round guys, first, second, usually take – longer than almost anyone else to sign yeah and, and will uh, jeff wilson mentioned this to us too about zavala he's a guy the rangers are probably trying to get for under slot money yeah he was the number 76 ranked prospect and obviously second round pick so they're probably trying to get him under slot yeah uh, and and kind of give him some, give him some extra wiggle room somewhere else maybe for lighter or maybe maybe for for kendrick yeah. Um, the only reason I'm pronouncing his name like that is because Jeff Wilson said his last name is difficult to pronounce, and that's uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, it's Kendrick, no it's no fault Kendrick. of Nevich, but you know Kendrick, yeah. Kendrick. But that I mean that's how it's spelled, Kendrick. So we'll go with that we'll, until we hear otherwise. We'll we'll get it right when we know what's right. The thing is, I can go back to episodes and edit, and I'll just say it right and plug that vo- voice in once we hear it. <laughs> You'll be like Larson, and my voice will say Kendrick. You know, and they'll be like, it'll sound, it'll sound so natural because I'm such a good editor. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, ben has that power. I am excited about the fact though that seven of the top ten have already been signed. I figured at least mm-hmm. one of the top ten would opt out, but uh, it's pretty exciting that seven of them have already signed, and it looks like the other three probably will. So I think the Rangers have done a great job in their scouting and in their preparation to see whether these guys are going to stick with the team or not. And I think they signed the guys or they drafted the guys that they were sure they could sign. Yeah, a big 180 they took a couple of years ago with the the Josh Young and Davis Wenzel draft yep. of drafting, putting a priority and an importance on college players and not not so high. they used to be so high on those high those prep guys those high yeah. school guys. Yep, and you have no idea what you're getting really, and now you're getting guys you've seen kind of they've developed in three years and you haven't had to do anything. Yeah. So they're coming, they're coming to you already developed and you're not having to put as much work in and you know what you're getting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that is the draft update. We told you guys on the last podcast, we keep you updated on who signed and who hasn't. So we followed through. So if you want to, you can uh, buy us a coffee and send us a little money for keeping our promise. We're better than politicians. We keep our promises on this podcast. Yes, we do. And we have integrity. Yeah, well, I've been a Unlike, politician, so I have a little less integrity than you. But still, you know, I have integrity. Ooh, yeah, you're down a peg. I mean, it was only a local politician, so it really didn't count. But anyway, I was a city councilman oh, no, in okay. in a small town, so you know that's not corrupt at all. No, small towns no. are never corrupt. No, especially <laughs> in Texas. No, especially in deep east Texas too. Yeah, we're never corrupt over here. Yeah. Just don't ever watch the news about East Texas, and you'll believe me. That's why I don't watch the news, period. Yeah, same here. Uh, Sports news. I was going to say, sports is way more fun. Um, By the way, just Mm -hmm. totally off the cuff, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
you know, it's not oh, baseball yeah. related, but that was a that was a hell of a comeback because when they were down 2-0, I thought it was going to be 4-0 Phoenix. And then, uh, you know, Giannis came back, and I'm telling you, I watched a little of the game last night while I was watching the Rangers game, and he's pretty impressive. Yeah, you want to talk about a guy coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm seriously, that, being, that was – he scored he 50 points take, last night, man. Yep, in a, in a closeout game. Yep, and it was good, impressive. Yeah, it's good to see – Small market team win, especially when you have these super teams building each other, and seeing a guy stick with the stick with the the small town team and, yep. and not make any crazy demands or nothing like that, and take them to a championship. He is he has turned that that city. I mean, look at Milwaukee and yeah. look at Wisconsin as a whole. You got the Packers who almost got themselves to another Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. then you got the Bucks now tearing it up. Now you just need the Brewers who who were playing well. Yeah, uh, earlier in the season, I'm not quite sure how they are right now, but they were leading the division there for a little bit. Yeah, they were doing I good. Think. I don't, I don't know if you saw on Twitter last night, but I had a buddy call me out. He said, uh, "Don't you ever think about anything about, else?" When I tweeted about yeah. the Rangers, yeah, he said, "There's an NBA Finals game on tonight." So just for him, I watched some of it last night. He's actually an old friend uh, I've known for a really long time, and he always busts my chops. On a, a side story, and this means nothing to anyone, I'm sure, but when I used to do that other podcast, the Hague Sports Podcast. He he is he is Nathan's brother, and uh, I said something about my age on that podcast, and he corrected me, and I realized he was right. I got my age wrong, and he corrected me. <laughs> so ever since then, he's always given me a hard time. Well, Ben, when you're getting old like we are, you'd, it's yeah. just another number. I'd like to use that, but the problem was it was like 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, so I was yeah. like, I was in my in my early to mid 30s. I wasn't like old. <laughs> I can't I can't come up with a motivational or positive saying for you to get you out of that one. No, that one was pretty stupid. So anyway, all right, well, you said something early and we're going to disagree on something finally because we always agree on everything. Oh, yeah. Um, Joey Gallo is not going anywhere. My opinion. Let's talk about the trade deadline a little bit and I'm going to lay out my reasons to you why Joey Gallo okay. isn't going anywhere. All right, my reasons are number 1 if you haven't noticed Uh, He has been tearing it up for the Rangers, which is a great reason to trade him, right? His trade value is probably never going to be higher. But as Jeff Wilson has mentioned, he has said that he doesn't want to break the bank and he wants to be a Ranger. And Chris Woodward said the other day that that's the kind of guy he wants on his team, although he understands the business side of it. I think the Rangers will do everything in their power not to trade Joey Gallo. I think they're going to demand a price that's way too high. And they're not going to get it, and he's going to wind up staying here, and then I think they're going to extend him. My opinion. You disagree? I do now. Um, <laughs> at the All-Star break. <laughs> at the All-Star break, I Jeff totally sold me on that, and and so did, so did Kennedy, and so did uh, Chris Halleck. I mean – Really sold me on the hey, this is this is real. They might they might just keep him. Uh, and and Jeff is right. That's a guy who's wearing these losses. To quote Jeff, it's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. He's wearing these losses. He's going through this. He's he was here when they were still good, kind of, and saw everybody go away. And he's the only one left. And now he's got. He's one of the leaders of the team now. He's one of the oldest players, and he's still just twenty six, and. He's wearing it, and he doesn't want to go anywhere. You, you know, it'd be fair. I wouldn't blame him at all if he said, "Hey, you know, I want to, I want to go play on a contender." There's, and there's a lot of teams that are talking about the Yankees um, are interested in him, and we'll yeah. go figure, you know. But yeah, I, I just at this point, and, and me, I'm more of a, if you're gonna reboot, do it 
wholeheartedly whenever it seems right. And just unfortunately, the time is right to trade Gallo and get as much as you can and continue building that pot and hope that those those guys in double A just continue to do well into next year as well. And maybe you've got a, a sneaky 2009 Rangers team coming up where it's like, hey, there's this young this young team and they've got a couple of good veterans and bam, you know, they, they, they contend uh, for a division championship. And then the next two years, they're going to the World Series. That's what I'm hoping for. And, and I'm not calling – I'm not even going to pretend that Joey Gallo – and I'm not, not, not trade-wise either because, yeah, the Rangers absolutely raked over – Atlanta, yeah, with the Teixeira trade, but Teixeira, different character. He went over to Atlanta, and his quote was, "He felt like a diamond amongst trash." Yeah, with with the Rangers, whenever he got he got dealt. So, whatever, good riddance. Uh, yeah, but Gallo's not that guy. Gallo wants to stay. He wants to be a part of it when it gets good. Uh, like like Jeff said, and I want I, and I'm I keep I keep going back and forth on it, but I just I don't think that now. As bad as this has been, it's wearing on him, and you could see it wearing on Kyle Gibson the other day too. Yes, definitely that. And and I just uh, their value is just going to keep going down because they're they're kind of I feel like they're kind of being drugged down, and I I know that they would like to be here and be a part of it when it's good, and Gibson's a leader on that staff, but at the same time, Gibson's not getting any younger. By the yeah. time the Rangers are good again he's likely on his last legs. Uh, he's 33. Gallo has a long career ahead of him, and he could win now. Uh, he could go to a team that's just waiting for a guy like him, not just his bat. I know there's going to be a lot of people talking about the strikeouts and the batting average, but his outfield, he's one of the best outfielders in the league, period. Yeah. He can play all three outfield positions, and he's got one of the best arms in the league. So there's a team that's going to be contending that's going to want a Joey Gallo. And while I do agree with you, but I think the Rangers are going to ask too much now. Would I be surprised if someone actually paid and they gave him away? No, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually got traded. I just think they're not that in their plans. They don't want to trade him is what I'm saying. I think they want to keep him. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to ask too much. And if they get too much, you're going to have to trade him because you're a rebuilding team. You know, if the Yankees will give you a ridiculous amount of prospects and a major leaguer or something for him, not as big as a Teixeira deal, but at somewhere close, you have to trade him. You have to get rid of him. But I don't think they want to do that. And I personally don't think that's going to happen. And I hope I'm right, but I, again, wouldn't be shocked if I was wrong. I hope you're right, too, to be honest. I hope he gets an extension. I hope it's not one of those you Darvish deals. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you're, just, you're stuck at the last second, you got to unload him, and, and you don't get your, the, the proper value that you could have gotten earlier or something like that, you know? Yep. I, I, I don't want to see that. And to me, it's, you know, you we, we, we can wish in one hand and poop in the other and see which one fills up first. You yeah, know? you're exactly so, right. It, and I, I just, I, I think the value is as big as it's going to get, and you could really get something that jettisons this thing forward a little quicker, if you are to unload the three, the three names that we've been pretty much talking about for the past month or so. Yeah, Ian Kennedy, Kyle Gibson, Joey Gallo. I think you boost your team forward and get them closer into having a full core moving up near or around the same time. Yeah, my opinion, and I think you agree with me on this one. Gibson and Kennedy are already gone. They just don't know what team to yet, but I think Gibson and Kennedy are both gone. 
And I think, you know, there's other ones who could be gone, but I'm not sure if you can move them right now. You know, there, there's there's not a lot of other prospects if you think about it. I mean, maybe a bullpen arm that's doing really good that they could, they could give away, but everyone in their bullpen has been so inconsistent behind Kennedy. I'm not sure you know, who you could get a lot of trade value for. And most of them are young as well. So they don't have a lot of veteran mm-hmm. presence. And then your other two veteran starters, Fulton and Lyles, both lead the league number one and number two in home runs. I don't think you're going to get anything for those guys. So I think those three are the three that you're really looking at on the trade market. And they might surprise and someone else might sneak in there. But, you know, I don't see him trading for uh, Kiner Falefa. I don't see Solak with any trade value. Oh, maybe I didn't think about that. Maybe Holt or Culberson might might also go in a trade deal somewhere but those will be super minimal returns yeah those guys really would be the oh what was the guy's name that we traded for that the rangers traded for in 2010 and we we were wondering why oh jorge Cantu. Cantu. yeah jorge Cantu. yeah you're gonna get jorge Cantu value back yeah it just yeah. here's a here's a player we just don't see fitting anywhere yeah not that they wouldn't and not that they wouldn't be any good it's like hey this guy would fit in your organization as a body in high a hey but Cantu did have one hit in the game where we clinched one big hit that's true that was the one thing he did for the 2010 rangers yeah aside (laughs) from that yeah it's it's hard to remember and my 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 best friend jace came up uh threw out a name the other day because i was talking about we were talking about gallo and he said he's got to have the best arm since jeff francor and i was like oh Man, I miss Jeffrey. I liked that guy. He man. was a, he was such a goofy, funny guy, and he had yeah he had a rocking arm. And you know another yeah, guy like that that I really liked and missed was Marlon Bird. Marlon Bird, yeah, I absolutely. liked Marlon Bird a lot too. It was sad to watch him go, but that was just one yeah. other. It was a Gallo situation, yeah, right before the Rangers got good. Yeah, and you know that I believe it was the Cubs that the Rangers dealt him to. It was yeah, and so he wound up doing pretty good with the Phillies later. <clears throat> Yeah, he did. He did, and so he had a, yeah, he had a pretty just, decent career. Yeah, Bird, it, it, he was another late bloomer. Really, yep. he, the Rangers were his last gasp to save his career, and yep. he did. And he did. All right, I don't know how we got off on all that, but yeah, I think I think that uh, yeah, I think those three guys get traded. Maybe Culberson, or you know, or um, crap, Holt. Let me do that again. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe Culberson and Holt as well get put on the trademark i'm sure they're being shopped anyway and they know it because they're they're both Mm -hmm. rentals for one year anyway they're not going to be here next year either way because the rangers have josh young and they have uh well they have several third baseman prospects who are doing really good so you know i think young is probably going to be your opening day starter next year i think so um yeah i don't don't see why not it's so it's going to be open and I mean, unless he falls off the rest of this season and can't hit double A pitching anymore, but you know, I think he's take, I think he's proven that he has got what it takes to make it in the majors. Yeah, and I didn't think they'd be playing him in the field at all the rest of the year. He's already gotten some some starts at third base, yeah. just here and there, getting him getting him out in the dirt, which is great. Uh, I don't I, I don't think there's any way unless something, gosh, another injury. Something like that. I don't see his. He's got too much talent to yeah. Uh, yeah. to to not be able to continue to progress. And I just don't see how he's not the starting third baseman next year. The interesting one, and just I've been. Not, this is not in our notes, and this one just popped into my head. I was thinking about it the other day. Shortstop is no guarantee either. No, you're right. IKF. I mean, he's and again, it's another it's it's another situation where the whole team is bad, and he could be getting brought down because he had a good start to the season, and he's 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 wild with his glove. 
he's gold 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 glove caliber shortstop. Yeah. However, I mean, you got to be able to hit too, and he's been really really struggling lately. And what he said, and what he has said, I mean, that, it was weird. What he has said that no one is guaranteed their spot anymore. No, and he should. That's the way it should be. I love that. Yep. No, you got to earn your spot, and uh, even Adolis Garcia. I mean, hey, we'll put Eli White out there, and but in and, Garcia's defense, his defense has still been really good. Oh yeah, his yeah, center field defense has been. Hard. He's still playing hard. Yeah, but you're right. Eli White can play center. Joey Gallo can play center. I don't. I don't think they'll do that. You know, they've got mm-hmm. several guys out there that can play center. But like they did Adoles. with Chris Davis when they dropped him like a hot cake. You know, I could see. <sighs> I could see if they don't trade them, if they won't have someone else in mind to play third, I could see both Culberson and Holt being DFA'd. Yeah, then and maybe LeBlanc. Charles yeah, and LeBlanc. maybe LeBlanc as well, yeah. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking. But, um, yeah, as far as, as Garcia goes, yeah, he's he's still energetic. He's still playing hard, but he yeah. needs to get some base running drills in because that guy has run into so many outs. And, and yesterday killed what could have been uh, an inning to, to bust the Rangers out of their huge slump with the yeah. guy on. Third base, you know, Eli White of all of all people on third base, and he gets essentially picked off. The caught stealing went to White because he tried to swipe home on that, but it was just yeah. a wreck from the from the get go. And he's run into a lot of outs. He's been picked off in weird spots as well. Maybe he was trying too hard. Yeah. So, which I was also afraid of. Guys are going to be a little too tense when they get to run scoring opportunities. But you know, that's that's what this Rangers team is, and it's it's unfortunate this year. But yeah, we're going to have another high pick next year. Yep. All right. Well, looking at the miners one more time, real quick. Hickory just barely pulled it off, thirteen to four, uh, in their game. <laughs> they just barely won tonight, thirteen to four. Uh, the Express game doesn't happen till tomorrow, so there's nothing going on there. And then Frisco is tied with the Sod Poodles, three to three, right now in the eighth inning. So, uh, and again, Frisco, if you didn't hear, first team to forty wins in the minors. So, or not in the minors, but in Double A. Sorry, the Double first a. team, first team to forty wins. So again. If you are, haven't kept up with them, you need to, um, you know, because the closest team behind them is 38 and 29. They're 40 and 27. So, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good little 40 and 27 is a pretty good start to a season, if I don't say so myself. Yeah. Yep. Not terrible. And, and yeah, Round Rock had a, a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. I believe it was last week. They're yeah. back up to 500 after a really, really good series. Um, where were we? They were at Sacramento took five or six there so yeah they're back on and again watch that yohel pozo that that's yep. that's that's a name to watch i mean four for six with two home runs last night and his, his obp is 620 or i'm sorry his obp is 350 so he's swinging the bat a lot yeah he's he's 62 percent of his 62 percent swing percentage that's a lot but an 80% contact, 86% yeah. Yeah. contact. That's, that's crazy. just crazy. Thank you again, Scott Lucas, for those of the numbers. But, yep. uh, and if you are and, a, and yeah, the, go ahead. Sorry. The, in that, in that Sacramento series, he had an uh, OPS of one, two, five, zero. That's one, pretty one, good. Two, five, zero. Yeah. Not bad. So if you are a fan of Rangers minor league baseball, be sure to go back and catch our interview with Luis and Hela Cunha, Curtis Terry, Bubba Thompson and Josh Stowers, uh, Mason Englert. Uh, We've we've uh, talked to a lot of people this year. 
So be sure to go back and listen to those of you who haven't, because those are sort of evergreen interviews because they're just interviews of minor league players. We didn't really talk about specifics of the season right now. We just kind of talked about them, their road to the baseball, that kind of stuff. So those are all, uh, I think, good interviews. I think anyway, I enjoyed doing them. I know CJ did too. Yeah, and we even talked about the sticky stuff with one of them. We did, and he got caught for sticky stuff, and he even talked about yeah. it. So yeah, uh, anyway, he manned up about it and just said, "Yeah, I got caught." Cool. If you enjoy, uh, if you enjoy minor league talk, go back and check those out. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Kennedy Landry, uh, Chris Halleck, check out those interviews. Those are insightful people. I like to go back and listen and see if how much we said comes true on those kind of podcasts. So it's and always Victor. fun. Just like my favorite thing, I'll plug the Josh Stowers one. His batting average was dreadful when we talked to him. Mm-hmm. And he said he wasn't worried about it at all because of he'd only had, you know, what, how many at bats at that point? 21. 21 at bats. He said he's not worried about it. And now he leads the team in home runs. He <laughs> almost leads the team in RBIs. His batting average has climbed 130 or 40 points. And, you know, he was exactly right. He didn't have anything to worry about. And I'll tell you what, we said it with Alec, but we robbed New York in that trade. Yep. And what's funny is he has more home runs this season than he has had in his entire minor league career combined. Yep. Now, that's not saying much because there was no minor league season last year and he was drafted in 2018. Yeah. But, but, but he, he's still. definitely found his swing and he has been fun to watch and keep up with. And he's a guy, I think, you know, I don't know how, how much he'll translate into the majors or, you know, if he'll make it with the Rangers, but he's a guy that I have truly enjoyed watching. Yeah, and he's him and Bubba, Bubba Thompson both. Yeah, Laody Tavares and Eli White. Speed yep. kills. Speed yep. doesn't slump. And those guys need to be Eli White especially. He's lightning fast. He, he needs is. to be getting on base. And yeah, he does have some pop to him. But I want to see him, you know, hitting some, you know, bunning, you know, doing some doing some small ball things and using his speed more. But we'll see. He's he's learning still. <laughs> Sorry, when you said hitting some something, it reminded me of the old uh, the old Simpsons episode with uh, um, Mark McGuire. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, at the end of the episode, he they were there to talk about the conspiracy in Major League Baseball, and he said, "You guys want me to talk about the conspiracy in Major League Baseball, or do you want me to hit some dingers?" And everyone went dingers. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. I don't watch The Simpsons that often, but that one cracked me up. Oh, and then he hit a dinger and a satellite fell out of the sky that said MLB on it and he hit it under his hat. So, you know, <laughs> it was a pretty funny episode. But anyway, uh, I think that's it for us tonight when we start referencing, you know, The Simpsons. I think we're done. Yeah, we're tired. I think so. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to become a patron. We don't talk about that often, but we have a Patreon. Love for you to join. Love for you to buy us a coffee. Go to the rangerreport.com slash shop and buy some things. CJ? I will talk to you next week. Deuces, and thank y'all for getting us near the top 100. Let's push for more. Keep on going. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.